Good morning. It helps when you turn the microphone on. Just a little note to self, <laughs> especially in the electric mic. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, if everybody go ahead and come on in, we'll get, we'll get everybody situated in here, and uh, we're going to get ready to have church this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to have a good time. Well, hopefully you grabbed a bulletin while you were uh, coming through the uh, foyer out there, and uh, we've got some information in there for you that you need to know. That's why we print them every week. Uh, there's always some good information in there for you. There's memory verse, upcoming events, all those kind of good things. It's good to see everybody. And uh, hey, did, did y'all know what happened yesterday in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, throw, throw those pictures up there for me. Had a, a Billy Graham, uh, not Billy Graham, Franklin, had, had put together a uh, prayer. And uh, that was, you know, I see that picture and they, they keep using it. Uh, I've seen pictures from the other side as well, so uh, it'll scroll through. There, there was a big crowd there, a very large crowd, and um, but what they did was they had prayer points. They had different people pray. Yeah, this is from the other side, and they kind of had like seven stations, I think it was, where they would go pray, and, and you know, they actually told people, leave your political stuff at home. Now, I did see pictures with people there with political stuff, but for the most part, they were trying to make it a non-political event. Um, but yeah, just, just praying for our nation, you know, just praying for our nation. See, they had little things broke up and, uh, you know, praying for the nation is, is very important. We need to definitely continue to do that. Uh, I have the prayer points. Uh, the vice president and his wife showed up and, and did some prayer as well. Uh, so that's always nice to see when, when our, our leaders show up and pray uh, and when they know how to pray. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've seen some of those guys and get up there and try to pray on stuff, and it's just like, really? <laughs> don't, don't try to lead a prayer service when you don't know how to pray, but, you know. But uh, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely a good thing. Uh, and, and I start with that because if you look, the prayer points, I think they're right underneath it. This was the points that they prayed for. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having prayer this week leading up to our revival service. So anyone that can make it nightly at 7 o'clock, be here at 7 o'clock. It's not going to be some huge structured event. We're going to have the prayer points on the wall here. I'm going to add one or two more, but I like these points. These are good points overall. You know, they're, 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 they're not political. They're, they're praying for honest needs we have in our nation. And uh, so we're going to do that, and we're going to, of course, add some for our area as well because the reason that we're praying is because we've got revival services coming up this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you can go ahead and throw that slide up there. Saturday is, is going to be uh, Tommy Tinney. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he wrote the book uh, God Chasers years ago. Um, he wrote God's Favorite House. If you remember also uh, Hadassah, One Night with the King, I think TBN produced it. He actually wrote that screenplay or that book, and, and they made the movie off of it. Uh, phenomenal speaker. Just uh, He's not a, a, a shout guy, but he's going to sit there, and he's just going to bring it out to you. And uh, if you ever ever read God Chasers, you you know what I you know what I'm talking about because that's 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 really his heart right there. But he's going to be here Saturday and Sunday. Uh, don't come Sunday expecting to hear what he said Saturday, because they're going to be two different services. So come on, let's let's get hungry for God and become God chasers, and let's be here Saturday and Sunday and say, you know what, I need I need more of Jesus, and I need to spend more time in His presence. So we're gonna we're gonna be here Saturday at five, and again Sunday 10 a.m. It will be online, but it ain't the same. Online's great when, when there's a need for it, but it's time we get back into the house of God. And I'm saying that because I know there's some people online, 
and I know some of them can't be here yet, but you know what? Beverly's here, and she's got her wheelchair. She made it in here, so the rest of them can too. That's right. Amen. I know it was difficult, but you got here anyways, didn't you? And it's time the church rises up and gets back into church. Uh, so uh, I, I read some things a while back on the amount of people that were leaving church just to do online church. And it's just like, guys, the, the family of God is a family. And that's community. And there, there's all these things. And that's why depression is coming into our nation and there's so many other things. So, so we've got that coming up. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. And I put this thing here on the left. Uh, I, I read this the other day. And, and tell me if this isn't where we're at as a nation. I'm going to preach about this in a couple weeks. But first we overlook evil. Then we permit evil. Then we legalize evil. Then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who still call it evil. That's, that's our nation today. And I'm going to preach about this in a couple weeks because... We have a special guest speaker today, so I can't preach about it today. I'll tell you more about that later. Mm -hmm. We have our weekly memory verse down there. Isaiah 520. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Well, that's kind of an odd memory verse. Yeah, but I want you to memorize it so that you understand what's going on in the world. If you can memorize that, you understand that is wrong. It is not according to the word of God. I can't call it good. I don't care what politician tells me to. Uh, it's just, you know, I can't do it. So Isaiah 5 and 20. Whew, Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to have a good time today. We're going to have a good time in the Lord tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. Why? Because every day is a good day with the Lord. And every day is better than the day before. And there's a song about that somewhere. Hallelujah. So, whew, listen. There's a lot going on in the country, guys. We've got to keep our eyes focused on the important thing. Jesus Christ. What his work on the cross. His work on the cross. That's where we've got to keep our eyes. Is on the cross. And, and I, I read a post the other day. That last year they went through all the sermons that this one organization could find. And less than 20% of the preachers ever mentioned the cross. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know if there's a week that goes by, I don't mention the cross and point to it. <laughs> so we've got to keep our eyes on the cross because that's the important thing. Jesus Christ, amen. All right, enough of all of that. Whew, Jesus. I'm going to go start to preaching. So, no, I'm not. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to read this scripture to you this morning. Get to the right. There we go. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Listen to this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or out of compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I always love that scripture right there. This is just a different version, the NIV, than what I'm, I'm used to, the King James. But you know what? God loves a cheerful giver. I don't ever give because I have to. And when a preacher makes me feel like I have to, it's a good chance I'm not even going to. I'm going to, unless God prompts me that I, I, that I need to. And you know what? So that's why I never try to, to, to force you to give or to push any of that. Because remember, God loves a cheerful giver. 
We're obedient because his word teaches us to be obedient. We're obedient and we give because he was a giver. But here's the thing. I don't ever give because I have to. And even tithing, I kind of borderline on. Do I have to tithe anymore under the law? Because the law and, right? But you know why I tithe? Because it's a principle that I can't get away from. Bringing 10% opens up things to me. It's a principle. And I tithe always and give on top of that. Why? Because I can't outgive my God. And I want to see him smile. And that's one area I can. Amen. That's one area I can give to him and to bless him. So I want to thank you for, for continuing to give. I want to thank you for continuing, even in the difficult times, for giving. And if you go read that 2 Corinthians 9, you'll see they were going through some of the same things. And he was telling them, thank you for giving. And that's where this scripture came from. So you know what? Always pray and ask God, God, what would you have me to give today? What would you have me to give? And that's, that's the principle that I live by on, on that. So you know what? I want to thank you for giving. I want to thank you for being faithful to the house of God and, and, and your promise to him to follow all his ways and his, his teachings, which teaches us to be givers. So if you're here today and you want to give, you can give online. They'll put the scripture up there, and you can give in the offering trays outside. Now, I know it's not the same as bringing the trays around, but we're still in a, I want to call it post-COVID era. I just don't know if we can say that quite yet. Still got my mask laying up here. But you know what? We can, we can give to the Lord even in this fashion and put it in the trays. We have offering envelopes out there. We have all that stuff for you out there. And I want us to pray this morning, and then we're going we're gonna to do some, some worship. Amen. Anybody ready to worship this morning? One or two of us? Okay. Deborah, you ready to worship this morning? Okay. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we get to come into your house today. Lord, even in what looks to be such a difficult season, Lord, we still get to come and love on you. So today, receive our gifts financially, receive our gifts of worship and praise, receive our gifts of tears, if that's what we bring. Receive them and smile down upon us, God. Let your spirit have his way in this place. Holy Spirit, you are free to do what you will in this place today. Have your way, God. God, we just ask that you would smile down upon us as we bring you our praise, our worship, and our gifts. In Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that this morning, I want you to say amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm going to go get my ears on real quick. I'll probably turn the music on too. Hallelujah. And don't y'all be crying over the football games. Just call, just, just, just. Just say, Lord, I ain't doing it. I'm throwing that out of my spirit right now. Hey, listen, just a little side note, you know, seriously. I, I thought about this yesterday. I didn't watch the game. We were at somewhere else. But could you imagine the pressure that that LSU quarterback is in this year, under? Following up that, right? And, and we sit there and we talk bad about the guy missing passes. But could you imagine the pressure that guy is under right now? We need to pray for him. But then we need to pray for all those coaches and teams because they're crazy getting out there with all of this. So just my take on it. I just love Jesus. Come on, let's stand up this morning and get ready to do some worship. Listen, if you're going to use one of the flags, use the flag and leave it on your chair. We'll, we'll disinfect it afterward. We always disinfect everything after, after the services before you come in again. If you go to the restroom, we just ask you to put your mask on when you go. They'll clean up after you so we can continue to be safe. 
and everything that we do while we're still trying to move to a post-COVID world. Hallelujah. And uh, when at the end of the service, when we begin to pray, if you come to the altar, I, I'll have a mask on, and uh, we will. We have sanitizer up here. We're gonna. Hey, we're doing everything we can, guys, so that we can continue to follow Jesus and and make people comfortable when it comes to that point. I'll never make you comfortable with the word, though, because the word is not always comfortable. Amen. Y'all ready? Come on, hit this.
problems down there. Well, there's a switch on the side of that thing, and I move it around, and I keep hitting it. I figured out what it was. The problem is, if I don't have that, it won't hold the notes out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Guys, listen, I don't know if you figured it out. We came to praise this morning. Come on. Sometimes we just got to move around a little bit. We got to praise a little bit. We got to let our hair down. That's about all I got, but I let it down anyways. Because you know what? I, I'm Listen, I don't mind getting a little crazy in front of my Lord. When it comes to my worship, I'm like, God, I'm putting it out there. Even if I hit a wrong note, I sing the wrong note, I'm, I'm putting it out there, man, because I'm singing from here. And just so happened that this is decent, too, when it comes out, sometimes. But I'm here to love Jesus today. How about you? Are you here to love Jesus? Come on. We're going to shift gears just a little bit on it this morning.
this morning. Oh. Hallelujah. Jesus.
Yeah. 
this morning hallelujah come on give him praise hallelujah father we worship you you are holy lord you are holy lord come on guys raise your hands for a second you are holy lord you are holy lord we worship you father you are holy in this place you are holy, oh God, and we want to see your face. You know, we sing this song. Put the, uh, the, the last part of the song up there, guys. We sing this song, and we sing it like, yeah, bring me into that place, God. And Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me in by the Holy of Holies. Take the coal. Cleanse my lips. That is a cleansing process. And we just want to walk in, which we can boldly go, but if you're not allowing a cleansing process to go, that, you know, I heard somebody mention about that. Can you imagine how that hurt, putting the coal on his lips, on his tongue? Sometimes it's tough, guys. We've got to allow that cleansing to happen so we can truly walk into the presence because under our own, we are none righteous, and we drop dead like that. He doesn't just shed his blood over you. As that blood comes through, it cleanses, and it washes, and it forgives, and it changes. And we've got to allow that to happen and stop fighting against it so we can truly be who he is wanting us to be. Amen. Amen. Come on, give him praise again one more time. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give somebody a spiritual high five around you. Give somebody a spiritual high five around you. I know that's about all we can get nowadays, but that's okay. That's okay. Listen, I'm done complaining about that. Well, maybe not. Uh, I bring my mask. I'm, I'm doing what I'm asked to do, and we're setting six foot apart, and we still get to be in the house of God. Amen? Come on. Who, you know, hey, we're good. So listen, so, so, uh, I don't know, some of you may have known, some of you may not have known, but uh, Sister Minnie was preaching over at another church last week. And uh, I heard she did an amazing job. And we even have a witness in the house that said she did an amazing job. But I talked to the pastor, and he told me how good she did. And we were talking about it, and she was sharing with me, and I'm just like, well, you need to preach that here. You need to preach that here. I said, listen, I've talked to people in our church that are going through that. You need to preach that here. Okay, well, tell me when. Don't say that. <laughs> Why? Because it'd be Sunday. We already got your notes together. What's the big deal, right? But I'm telling you, this is a word for now, and, and, and she's going to deliver it to us, I'm telling you. And, and just receive it, guys. Come on, receive it in this season and let God do. Let him just minister to you. So, sister, I release you to operate under that anointing that, that God has released you to operate under, that calling in your life. So come and present the word to us today. Operate in those gifts and flow in the Holy Ghost. We have great expectations. Amen. Come on, sister. Come on.
You know, it's such a blessing to be trusted by your pastor. I appreciate you, pastor, as we all do. Father, we lift up this day to you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come and love up on you and worship you, and it's all for your glory. We're all here because we love you. Father, I just submit my will to you, and I submit my words to you, Father. Let them come forth. Let them take root in the hearts of all of us, Lord. And I just ask you to, if there's something that I should not say, you just don't let it flow. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. The title of this message is Truck for Sale. Pastor shared something a while back on Facebook, and it was a little funny. And um, I said, oh, Pastor, thou'll preach. It's because it, it hit me in deep within. It's like, Wow. So if you'll show that, that first picture. <laughs> Truck for sale. Needs parts. Serious inquiries only. And as you see, there's not much there. There's just those four tires. It's not much. You wouldn't want to buy that truck. But you put that foundation, those four tires, in a plant in Detroit, Michigan, and let's see what can happen once the master craftsman gets a hold to it. Those beautiful trucks on the highway right now, they didn't start off being beautiful trucks. They had to be built. They had to be built. And I look at that picture, and when I first came to the Lord, that was me. I was doing what I was just doing. I was just rolling along through life. Sometime I would hit the potholes and sometimes I would just stay in the potholes and feel sorry for myself. And sometimes I would just continue rolling again. We see ourselves when it comes to the calling of God, sometimes we see ourselves as that truck. We feel inadequate. But God anoints and he qualifies each one of us. When he calls, are we busy? I hate when somebody says, oh, my plate is so full. Well, we all have full plates. And so did Moses and Gideon and David and Samuel and Nehemiah. He was pretty busy, too. And all of the apostles, they were busy. But still, they put their busyness aside and they became obedient to the call of God. If we were asked, each one of us were asked this question, how would we answer? Do you feel good about yourself? Would the self-doubts start flowing in? Or could we say, yeah, I feel pretty good about myself. Some of our behavior and our attitudes that we have um, cross boundaries that we're never meant to cross. Insecurity develops, and it's like a flow flame 
burning beneath us, within us. It influences our thoughts. It influences our actions. And it often shackles us from doing what God has for us to do. Next slide. Common causes of insecurity. I just wrote a few down, but there are so many. Because we all have individual insecurities that we have experienced through our life. Number one, rejection. Rejection is very powerful. Sometimes it starts off as a young child. The little boy or the little girl in us, once we become teenagers or we become adults, we oftentimes drag that rejection with us. And it, it stops us from doing what God has for us to do. We just feel like we're not good enough. The next one, tragedy. Oftentimes, tragedy, through no fault of your own, will come and follow you and try to prevent us from doing what God has for us to do, whether it be a broken home, whether it be death of a loved one, or even abusive re relationships, or just your teacher telling you you're not good enough. I remember in the fourth grade I had to write, we had to make up a story. And we had, I had to wear some shoes that I really didn't like. And all the kids my age would wear the same type of black and white shoes because they were very sturdy. They were very economical and they would last a long time. But they were ugly. <laughs> so I wore those shoes. And so whenever I, I presume that's where the thought came to write the story, it's like I talked about I was dissatisfied with my shoes. I did not like my shoes and I kind of cut the shoes down. But then in my story, I met a little girl who didn't have any feet. And then all of a sudden, my ugly shoes became precious. And you know, after I wrote that story, I did begin appreciating my shoes. But once I turned in the story, my teacher said, oh, I hope you never planned to be a writer, Miss Minnie Show." Because this wasn't a good story. I made a C or C minus. Yeah. But you know, maybe I didn't put the words correctly or something. But God took the little girl that couldn't write a story probably in the proper language or something and he removed that insecurity and he gave me the gift to write. It's his gift, not mine. It's not because I did excellent in English or anything. It's not because I went to journalistic school or anything. It is his gift. And he takes the most unlikely people, like all of us in here, he takes the most unlikely people and he makes 
beauty out of it. You know why? Because it's all for his glory. He takes the nobodies and he makes beauty out of it. And he makes a difference in the life of others by using people like us. Okay, the next one. Poor self body image. Oh, I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm not smart enough. I can't pronounce big words. I'm bald headed. I don't have enough hair. But that's poor self body image. We'll look at someone, we won't notice their weight one way or the other. We will, we will notice how they make us feel while in their presence. People love people. We love up on one another. And that's what people notice about us. That is what they remember about us. Not if we had the latest fashion or anything like that. They remember us, the us. Let's go to the next one, which is comparison. If we would walk in comparison, not too many of us would do anything. I wouldn't want to come behind Brother Richard and minister, because to me, he's a very good minister. Clay, I had the same thing last week. It's like, I wouldn't want to be compared to Clay. I mean, he's, he's a very good minister. Even when, and they, they do the same thing, even when giving you the milk of the word, they're giving you meat at the same time. There's a uniqueness about that. You remind me, y'all remind me of one another. It's not every minister that can do that. But we're not in competition with one another. We are individuals walking the path that God has for us to walk. But we do tend to measure ourselves by the yardstick of another, by the measurement of someone else. But we're not. We're not to do that. The only one we are to try to uh, be like is Jesus. Next one is failure. That's, that brings a lot of insecurity. Once we have poured our all into something, whether it be um, a business, uh, a certain project, you've done the best that you can do. And somehow or another, it fails. It makes us gun shy on attempting to venture out and to do anything else. It causes insecurity. The next one, their best friends, fear and intimidation. I didn't list them separate because they are best friends. Fear and intimidation. We are often intimidated by others even by circumstances. And it is based on fear. The fear 
of others' opinions. That cripples us a lot of times. It's fearful. And you know, even altar calls. Very often, God is pulling on your heartstrings, is pulling on you to come forward and accept him as your Lord and Savior, or to come before the minister or the, the prayer warriors and say, I need prayer. I'm going through something. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. No. Fear and intimidation will prevent you from coming and doing what God has for you to do, to set be set free. So don't allow fear and intimidation to keep you away from the altars when God is calling you. Next one is guilt. Now, we do need guilt. Our conscience and the Holy Spirit will bring about a guilt within us once we have sinned. And that's a good thing because then we can re repent, we can ask for forgiveness, and then we can repent from that and turn away from it. But the guilt that hangs on to you once you have brought that sin and placed it under the blood of Jesus, that needs to go. There's a difference in good guilt and bad guilt. Whenever you will not step out and do what God has for you to do because I know my past, I'm guilty of this, you have done a disservice to the blood of Jesus. So. Galatians 5.14 says, love your neighbor as yourself. Do we have love for ourselves? I didn't have a, a scripture for that. Do we have love for ourselves? We must. We are God's children and we are precious in his sight and we were created for fellowship with him. When we give up on ourselves, it's like we're giving up on God. Are you facing or dealing with depression? There are many sitting on every pew, and on er I mean not on every pew, but in every church, there are some sitting on pews or chairs that are fighting depression. They're fighting the addictions too. Are you facing that? Are you fighting that? Are you trying to fight that in your own strength? You cannot. For those online, we appreciate you watching and, and, and everything. And we, we, we love you. But don't wait to clean up your act before coming into the house of God. We have to depend on God to do what he has to do in us. We can reel you in. We can fish you. We can bring you. We can love up on you. We can do things for you. But we can't clean you up. But God can. He can. 
Do you have feelings of hopelessness? So many people have feelings of hopelessness. Don't give up. You are valuable to God. We are all valuable to God. Now, it's time we start embracing God's love for us. Now, to the message. <laughs> Next slide, please. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. The New Living Translation says it this way. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Is God joking? We are his masterpiece. Not the beautiful sunrise or the beautiful sunset or the majestic mountains or the beautiful water, the waters in an ocean blue or however they, <laughs> none of that. He said, we are his masterpiece. Wow. We are his work of art. Hmm. Psalms 139. I don't have that. 13 and 14 says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. All of the delicate inner parts of our bodies were knit together in our mother's womb. Jeremiah 1.5 says, but before he formed us, it doesn't say but, but I'm saying, but before he formed us in the womb, God knew us. Before we were born, he sanctified us. That means he set us apart. Next slide. Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's known as the Great Commission. The Bible clearly tells us to proclaim the gospel to all people. Does that scare you? Well, if it does, you were in good company. Moses did. Moses happened to give his excuse. He said, I'm slow of speech, slow of tongue. And God says, now, there go, uh, now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what to say. Paul was scared too. Scripture says he came to the city of Corinth. He came in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Maybe his knees were knocking too. You know. One thing I left off here. 
I didn't put in my notes, but I want to say. He said for us to go into all the world. How do we feel the Great Commission? Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's still the same. Go to the next one, please, which is uh, slide 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 through 7. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we ser serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. How do we do this? Next slide, please. Acts 1.8 explains it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Where? It says Mansura. Marksville, Bunky, Esmer, Alexandria. That's what those mean. That's our world. That's where we need to go. When we recognize God's love and presence within us, the impurities, the insecurities begins to be eliminated. Courage begins to develop within us. That truck no longer looks bare. One by one, the necessary parts are added by the master craftsman. We become the person that God created us to be. Let's look at that picture again. Somehow or other, it doesn't make me laugh anymore. Can we trust God to create a beautiful vessel of honor with so many parts missing? Spiritually speaking, do we trust him enough to do that? Yes, we do. He can do it. Serious question. Now, this is very serious. In every walkway in where we walk, where we go, there are people walking right, crossing us in the aisle, or just working with us, or just in your everyday life. You may have to go and get your oil changed or something. There are people on their way to hell because no one has taken the time to tell them about Jesus. 
I know my son gets on the CB radio. He's a truck driver. He's always offering to pray for people and bringing people to the Lord over the CB. You don't even have to cross them. You don't have to come in contact with them. Let me tell you about a young man that made a difference in my life one time. I stayed out of church seven years. Almost, it was almost seven years. One Labor Day, I went to Alexandria to the mall and get my hair done. I was very down that day. So I went there and the lady that was tending to my hair began telling me about Jesus. And I said, oh, I know Jesus. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saved. You see, I had walked away from the established church. I had walked away from the fellowship. I still loved God. But I'm telling you, you began to compromise. You will, you, you may not walk in sin every day, but just like ha Pastor has in, in the bulletin today, it's like you don't notice things quite as well. That's why it's so important to be with other believers in the house of God. But anyhow, she ministered to me and she prayed with me. And so I left. And at that time, that was wholesome bakery. You could pass on MacArthur and you could smell the fresh bread and everything. And we were stopped at a red light. There was a young man, I guess maybe 18, 19 years old, parked next to me waiting for the, same, the light to turn green. He had his window down. He had his radio on. And it was pretty loud. And there was a preacher preaching on there. I don't know who the preacher was. I don't know what the message was. But the spirit of God through, that was speaking through that minister on the radio did something in me. And I almost had to pull over a little later because I was crying out to God. Now that young man on this side of heaven will never know what difference he made in my life. He'll never know. But you see, he was just rolling along, going about his day, loving up on his Lord, not, not realizing what was happening. He was just living his life to the best of his ability, loving the Lord. And God used that to reach me. Are we ignoring the trucks for sale because of the missing parts? Do we not invite people to church because we're afraid they will reject us? We are afraid we're intimidated. Any of the insecurities that we drag along with us can be used to cripple us from doing what God has to do. There are many, many people that only have four tires. And you look closely, two of them are flat. They're, they may not be what you think that they would want to come to church. But you know what? That's what church is for. Church is for people like this that need to be built up that need to be built upon, that the Spirit of God can minister to them. We can love up on them.
we have to take this great commission seriously. The times are tough right now. We don't know. The end, I mean, it, we, end times have been proclaimed for a long time, but it sure is looking like it won't be long. And we can be used. We can be that radio to those people that need a touch from God. There are too many empty chairs and too many empty pews in every church, especially those that are preaching the love of God, the gospel of the correct, and preaching Jesus as Lord. There's still too many empty ones, but we have to do our part. There's a scripture whenever we're studying for the um, Solomon's Porch Conference, there was a scripture that caught me then and it has not let go. And it's in Haggai chapter two. The question is, is the seed still in the born as yet the vine, the pomegranate, the olive tree? They have not, the fig tree, they have not yielded its fruit. Why? Because those seeds are not planted. When my time is over on the Lord, on, on earth, I really pray that my born is empty. I pray that I have planted every seed that God has given me to plant. That is my prayer. I pray this message reaches your heart like it did mine because it's a serious message I'm going to ask you all of us to put our hearts and our minds, our emotions, and our feelings into the capable hands of God. Let us examine our hearts and ask our Father to shine his light on any area of insecurity that may be crippling us from being all that God has called us to be. I'm going to ask you to put your fear and your intimidation aside. We come into the Holy of Holies. Just come into the altar. Oh, it's no, it's no big deal. It's just a few steps to, to come to this altar. But spiritually speaking, you are coming into the Holy of Holies. You are coming before a mighty God. You are bringing forth whether it be your praise, whether it be your pain, whether it be your worries, whether it be, Lord, I need you to be Lord of my life. This is such an important place. It's not, it's not just a few steps that doesn't mean anything. It is powerful. I just ask you, if you have any insecurities, if you feel like you don't know what your gift is, if no other reason, if no other thing, you can know 
that your, your calling is to go and bring forth the gospel to this dying world. I just ask you to come to the altar. The altars are open for all of us, whoever. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for drawing us to you. Just lift it up to you. Make your way if you care for If you need prayer, you come to the altar. Hey, put that list back up there for a second. If you need prayer, come up, please. That list is a powerful list right there. And we struggle with those things every day. I, I really like this list. I'm going to keep it and preach it, I promise you. Poor self body image. I got to make sure I wear a shirt today when I come to church and people don't laugh at me about my weight. It's what I do on Sunday mornings. I put a shirt on. It's, nope, I don't like it. That's me, not you, me. That's me. I'm just talking about me today, not you. Me. That's me. I got to make sure I wear the right shirt so it's not too tight in it. And comparison. I got to make sure I, I play those songs right so I can compare myself to other musicians because I'm not a great musician. That's me. Failure. I totally bombed the beginning of that one song, threw the entire worship team off, had to ask them all to stop. I wanted to run off the stage, but I can't. The guy in charge. Failure with fear. See, and that's just here today. <laughs> that's me. I'm not talking about any of y'all. Y'all may have dealt with the same ones. Yeah, guys, we, we struggle with these things every day. They're real. They're real, and I appreciate her speaking them. They're truth. But through Christ, as she shared with us, we don't have to stay that way. Does that mean I'm not going to compare myself again? No, it doesn't. But I just got to remember I can't let it control me. Like the reason I didn't run off the stage. <laughs> but I totally messed up the entire song start. i like, okay, God, we can do this. Y'all hold on. Stop playing, Matt. I'm going to try to get us back. <sighs> That's the difference. I can't, I can't. You know, I'm not going to let it control me. And you can't either, guys. If you let any of this stuff control you, or maybe your stuff isn't even on the list, you need to come up here and let somebody pray with you today and agree that through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I don't have to be this way today. I don't have to be this way tomorrow. That's, that's what she's bringing. Maybe yours is not on the list. Add it. <laughs> Add it to the list and come up here and let somebody pray with you today and agree with you. Come on, don't, don't make us wait too long. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come help your mama pray. She'd probably like that. Just saying. Father, we just thank you for forgiveness. Break this spirit of insecurity that comes upon us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we break it off right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I break it right now. Oh, we thank you, Lord.
Jesus. Yes, God. Jesus. Just raise your hands up here and help pray for these people here. Father, we just thank you. We just pray a total healing right now. Listen, they're going to continue to pray. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't let fear and intimidation and comparison and rejection and guilt and any of those things stop you. I just want you to get up out of your chair and come and let me pray with you today. I want to teach you a prayer. Just get up. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, get up here and let me pray for you today. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Remove the things that stop us from loving you. Remove the things we compare to. Pray for those that are up here today. They're getting breakthrough today. They're getting breakthrough from things you've already had to break through in, but they are getting breakthrough today. Thank you, Jesus. Tune out with me. Just continue to pray. Come on. Some freedom happening up here today.
Jesus name Jesus name washing over us freedom yes oh Jesus thank you for speaking these words to us today, for challenging us and setting us free at the same time as you plant these words deep inside of our hearts. Let there be no weeds or rocks, anything come in and pull them away. Do not allow the birds to come and steal these seeds that have been planted deep in us today. As the water continues to pour over them, protect them, Holy Spirit, that they would all bear fruit in our lives. Jesus. Jesus, my name. Yes, oh God. need prayer this morning for that. I know we have some other things to pray about before I dismiss, but I'm talking specifically about this right now. Amen. 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 Thank you, sister. Thank you. Listen, guys, I know there's some other things we need to pray about as well. Um, but before I before I get into that, I wanna I wanna just say how great my, I believe my sister did today bringing a word to us. Amen. So Brother Chip, can you bring us one of those red buckets? One of those red buckets. We're going to bless the, the laborer today. She knows nothing about this. So I'm going to put a red bucket up here. And we're going to receive an offering as we finish today for our sister. If you're writing a check, write it out to the life. We'll run everything through there. Thank you. I'm going to put it up here. But you know what? I believe the laborer is worthy. And she labored with that word. And she delivered that word. And... And she's just as worthy as any other minister that would come through this house. So I have a red bucket up there. And, and anything that you want to give to her, everything in that bucket is going to go to her. The tithes and offerings are out front in the little silver trays. Again, if you put it to New Life. Now, if you go online and give, just give the special guest. I know exactly who that goes to. So we'll, we'll make sure we do that. But I just appreciate her coming and bringing that word today. And I love that list. As much as I hate that list, I love that list all at the same time. Because you know what? Like I said, we all deal with that. That's a good list. And the question is, is can you walk away after you see something on that list and keep going? Or does it hold you back? That's the thing. That's the thing. So, and as far as that truck, she asked an interesting question that I've been pondering on over there. You know, like if we bring that truck... Can he make anything out of that truck? In our mind, no. In our mind, no. You know, I know how to work on cars. I'm like, you'd be better off getting a whole new one and getting you four more tires. <laughs> but you know, his ways are not our ways. Like, for instance, a fallen world that lives in sin, he gives some laws to and they can't keep. 
and he keeps trying to tell them and he sends people to tell them prophets and all these things and it never works and then one day he puts a prophet on the land and they hate him too and then they hang him on a cross and kill him and they bury him and he says now we're here he raises him back up he says and all who receive what happened on that cross I'll forgive and you'll what that don't make sense to me I could have found a whole lot of other ways to rebuild that car but that's okay that's okay so listen I, I found out uh, sister Portia no Port Portery our mother passed away and uh, we want to make sure we pray for them and their family so keep them in prayer and, and I'm going to give you my card with my cell phone number on it because I found you called the church number and yeah I wasn't in there so I'm going to give you my cell phone so whenever you get all the arrangements and all that kind of stuff let us know oh okay never mind I'll talk to you after service but we'll put it on the family page and maybe yeah so okay but be praying for her and, and her family uh, during this time of loss and we still have some people that are sick so let's be praying for them as well amen uh, let's be praying for them. Don't forget that each night tonight, uh, each night this week, tongue-tied, each night this week at 7 o'clock, I'm going to have the doors open for prayer. We're going to be praying for the points that were on there, and we're also going to be praying for our revival weekend coming up. We're doing those once a uh, month. Tommy Tenney is speaking at this one. He's going to be the minister who wrote the book God Chasers. You, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saturday at 5 and Sunday at 10 a.m., and uh, so be praying for it and come invite some friends invite pastors that you know that's why we do them on Saturdays so we can have pastors in other churches because you know why I want him to go back to his church or her church and just be on fire man I want that place to just have revival why I don't know because it sounds fun let God move in their church too I just think that's what our nation needs right now and that's what the world needs amen so come on, let's stand up and we're going to pray you can stay right there we need to continue to pray for Beverly and Mike and in his home as well as they're continuing to be healed. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done in this place today inside of our lives. Through our sister, Minnie, as she delivered this, I know that there's things that have changed in her life because she delivered this message. So, Lord, we receive that today, and I thank you for all of that. But, Lord, also we want to pray specifically for those that are still sick in our family Lord, those that we know and that we don't know, Lord, I speak health into their life right now. Lord, your word says that by his stripes, by the stripe of Jesus Christ, we are healed. And Lord, I release that word, your word, over them right now, healing in their bodies in the name of Jesus. And I, I just ask, Lord, for a divine miracle to happen, that right now they would be healed. And they would be restored in the name of Jesus. Give us strength and protect us. And, Lord, we also pray for, for our sister during this time of loss, Lord, that you would continue to minister to her and her family. Comfort them and love on them and continue to give them grace, hope, and mercy throughout this time. Lord, be with us throughout the week as, as we come to this revival weekend. Lord, just show up and, and have your way in every service that we have. And we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree, say amen this morning. Amen. God bless you again for Miss Sister Minnie. It's all going to be up here in the front. You can write it out to New Life or you can go online, special guest. Make sure you're wearing your mask to so stay protected and let's, let's not make the newspaper. So hallelujah, bless you, and I'll see you uh, tomorrow night. Amen.